Welcome to the Get Paid for Your Creativity podcast, the only podcast show dedicated to courageous, inspired, innovative entrepreneurs ready to fully tap into their purpose, express with passion, and create businesses that change lives and transform the world. Hello, my name is Rodney Washington, author, artist, entrepreneur, and your host. Five days a week, I'll be sharing cutting-edge business, creativity, and marketing tips, inspiration, insights, and feature interviews with extraordinary creative entrepreneurs. So grab your favorite beverage, set back, and enjoy today's show. So hello and welcome back. Today is Q&A, Getting Over the Hump, Day Wednesday. You know, when I... um. When I started to do this podcast, I was trying to think of themes for each day that I would do for the show, thinking about the different ways that I could best serve you, the best ways to address all of the different challenges and ideas and teachings and different things that I could provide you every single day, uh, week to week, as this show progresses. And one of the things that I thought about instantly as I was sort of planning out the theme for for the for the week's shows was that I wanted to have at least one day a week where I would devote the entire show to questions because I speak to so many different people, uh, most of the time through social media, that I get questions asked of me. And I love questions. First of all, let me really be really clear about that. I love questions because it gives me a chance to to really think about how I can best answer you, how I can best support you. And so as I was thinking about all of this, I thought Wednesday is the great day of the week because you sort of started your, you've gotten into your week, Monday and Tuesday, you've gotten into things. And we call it, I was trying to think about why we call it hump day. And I think it's because it's right before the weekend. We're sort of at that, that pushover or that tipping point part of the week where we're ready to really move into the weekend, but we're not quite there yet, and we just need that extra little boost of energy. It's almost the same way I equate to that 2 o'clock in the afternoon need for that latte or that cup of coffee. Uh, you sort of gotten the morning started. You've kind of gotten into the groove of your week, or your day, I should say. And then around 2 o'clock, you know, I really need a cup of coffee or something to kind of jumpstart and keep you going. I'm going to equate the same idea to 2 o'clock being that 2 o'clock time Wednesday, the middle of the week, we're moving right into things, you're starting to take some action on some on some stuff, you're getting things moving along, and now you're ready to move into rounding out your week, but you have some questions, you have some things you'd like to, get a, like to have addressed. So I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to give you an opportunity to, and a platform in which you can reach out to me, ask me questions, and then I can address them on the podcast. So before I get into today's question that I have, um, and I will say this already, typically, though sometimes it'll be that I will have multiple questions that I will answer on Wednesday's show. But for this week, I felt the question that was asked this week was so important that I felt important to actually address the entire show today, the entire episode to this one particular question, because it's one that I know I struggle with, and I know that I'm sure many of you listening to this struggle with, and that is the subject of dealing with fear, and in particular, in particular, fear and creativity. Now, the question that I was asked this week by a friend, a colleague of mine, actually, I should say, on Facebook was, 
in response to this actual podcast show. This is the third episode of the Get Pay for Your Creativity podcast. I'm not sure exactly when you'll be listening to this. Hopefully it'll be months months down the road that this podcast has been going on and maybe you've gone back to some of the earlier shows and you're listening to this. But this is the third episode of the Get Pay for Your Creativity podcast. And as I said, Wednesday's shows will be devoted to Q&A. So this uh, this question that I received was was really interesting and I felt it important enough to actually devote the entire time together. And I'm not sure how long this is going to be today, so uh, I've got a lot of things I want to share with you, but we're just going to go with it and, and see how it see how it goes. And I will say this just for future, if you if you have questions that you want to ask me, I invite. I have many ways for you to get those questions to me. I'm going to tell you those ways at the end of today's uh, episode, but for right now, I want to address the question that was brought in this week for Q&A Wednesday. The statement that was made to me was essentially the person felt that I was fearless in the fact that I was doing this show, that I had discussed this idea a few months back, said it was something I was thinking about doing, wasn't at the time when I first brought it up, I thought I would do it right away. And then there was some traveling that was going on and I had to work out some other things with my schedule. And then I started having some second thoughts about doing this. I didn't know if this was the right platform for me. Did I really want to devote the time and the energy to would be required of me to really create this, this platform? And then while all of that was going on in my mind, I started... Well, I wasn't starting. I was doing my research. I was looking at how other podcasts were ran, uh, trying to get ideas about the topics and sort of the formulas and did all my research and so on and so forth just to get some ideas about how I wanted to actually put this together if I was going to do it. And what I'll say to you is for, I'd almost say up until like two or three weeks ago, it was still in the maybe pile that I would actually do this. I was thinking about it, but I was really wasn't sure. Upon doing my research, I started to see how I could structure this, how I could make it work uh, for me personally, professionally, and if I could really be of any benefit or value to all of you who are listening to these these shows day to day, week to week, hopefully month to month, year to year. Once I started sort of processing that, I had to stop and ask myself for a question, why was I sort of hesitating about doing it? And I'll admit, I, I had some fear around it. I had some fear about the commitment of producing a, a five-day-a-week show. I had fear about how long it would take me to build an audience for this platform. I had some concerns about all of the actual work in terms of recording and post-production and setting everything up and putting everything, you know, online and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, and it was just a lot of different things I had to think about. But the number one thing that I kept thinking about was, I think the thing that was stopping me was, would this actually be a platform that I could really reach people? Because I'd been working at a lot of different things. You know, my business is about four years old. So I've been doing a lot of different things over the last four years I've done. I've written a couple of books, e-books, physical books, Kindle books. I've uh, spoken on stage. I've taught tons of webinars, teleseminars. I've done the social media thing. I mean, I've been all over the place with my business. 
And I'll be really honest with you, it's not been a lot of things I've done that really have gained a lot of traction. I've had hit, hits or misses in what I've done in my business, but it's been a learning curve that's been, quite frankly, a steep learning curve, to be really honest with you. And then as of late, I would say in the last month or so, last two months, while I was deciding whether or not I was going to commit to doing this podcast that you are now listening to, I kept getting, having people say to me over and over again, just out of the blue, was that they loved my voice. I heard it several different times. And I thought about it and I said, you know, this could really be the medium. This could be the best tool for me to connect, to educate and teach, which I love to do, and to get my message out. And so when I looked at it, when I looked at myself and I looked at my message and I looked at my skill set and I looked at what I wanted to accomplish, it kept circling back to doing the podcast. So once I made that connection, then it was a matter of me just doing the research and looking at all the different nuances of the technical pieces and all of that stuff. But once I got all that stuff figured out, it was pretty much a go. And I went ahead and went into production and started putting the whole Get Pay for Your Creativity podcast together. Now, I will admit, as I was making the final pieces, putting the final pieces in place, putting it all together technically, recording it, doing all the post-production work, getting it all loaded up on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and uh, uh, I think it's BlackBerry um, <laughs> so forth, all these different platforms I was using to, to do for it, I still had a little, I had some fear going on in the back of my mind. I kept thinking to myself, wow, what if no one listens? What if this is all just a big colossal waste of time? I mean, I'm, be really, I'm being really honest and candid here. It was, it was concerns I had. But I had to remember something that moved me forward. The comment that was posed to me was, the difference between this individual and myself was that I took action and I wasn't afraid to step out. And the question that was brought to me after that statement was made was, what drives me to move past fear and take action? And I had to think about that for a minute. But it didn't take more than a minute. And that brings me to the topic of today's discussion. I'd say in the last four years of my business, I've, again, as I said, I've done a lot of things that I honestly didn't think even six years ago that I would probably really do. I started a photography business that was successful. I closed that business. I started a coaching business. I did my first telesummit, which I don't know how many of you have heard about a telesummit, but a telesummit is where you gather a group of experts together and interview them over a three-day period. I did this back in 2009. Many people say it takes months and months to put these things together. I did it in less than 30 days. I made mistakes. I did probably everything wrong that could be done wrong, but it was a great event. And I had people signing up for it and they really enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. But the point I was making, what I want to make is, is that I was afraid through that and I still moved forward and went ahead and did it anyway. After the, the telesummit happened, the photo, it was called the photo marketing, uh, Photo Marketing Mentor Telesummit, I believe. I called it back in 2009. 2010, I wrote my first book. 
in 2011, I started teaching online courses. Fast forward to 2012, I started doing a series of Kindle books. I did another tele-summit this past May called the Monetize Your Gifts a Live Masterclass. Launched a new blog, Get Pay for Your Creativity. Spoke on stage. I just kept moving forward in my business. The point I want to get at is that fear was always there. Fear was always a part of the process as I was creating. And I allowed fear to be there. And I kept moving. I'll recall back to a time when I wrote my book, Ion Marketing, back in 2010. I announced that book in December of 2009. And I did it to put me on the hook to get me to get it done. So I publicly declared I was writing this book in 2009. But the book wasn't actually published until August of 2010. But I kept talking about the book. I kept seeding the book. I kept sharing the book. To be truthful, I didn't really start writing the book until May of 2010. And then the book was done in August of 2010. Was I afraid throughout the whole process? Absolutely. But I'll tell you what my most fearful moment was. It wasn't, it wasn't in writing the book. It wasn't in designing the cover. It wasn't in setting up the website. It wasn't in setting up the shopping carts. It wasn't in finding affiliates. It wasn't in setting up my newsletter. All of that stuff. What was the most nerve-wracking process part of releasing my book back in 2010 was the day when everything was done. I had done all of the backhand work that needed to be done. And I had one final email to send to my mailing list at that time to let them know that the book was live and ready to be purchased. I had been, mind you, I had been telling them the book was coming. I had been dripping little hints and giving out little snippets and all of this leading up to the process of actually launching the book. But I'll tell you right now, the most nerve-wracking moment that I had, and I will never forget this, was the morning that I had written that email to send out to my mailing list to tell the world that the book was finally done. And it took me, I'd say, probably 20, 30 minutes just to hit that send button. Because it was in that moment that I thought, what if I send this out and nobody buys it? What if I send this out and someone buys it and they hate it? What am I going to do with that? Bringing this up to say is that the fear does not and will not go away. We do not wait for the fear to go away. You do not become fearless. There's a quote I love. You don't become fearless, then take action. You take action in spite of your fear. And it's in taking action in spite of the fear that you grow confident. Confidence does not come first and then you act. The confidence comes because you act. So with that said, I ask you, as you listen to the things I'm going to share with you today, what are you holding back on doing? What's your, what is your failure, failure to launch moment? Where are you not pushing the button and saying yes on something? And it doesn't have to be necessarily about your business. It doesn't have to be about writing a book. It doesn't have to be about or starting a business or anything that's business related. It could be about deciding to move. 
It could be about going and looking for a new job. It could be about starting a new relationship or leaving an old relationship or whatever it is. But wherever, if you're listening to this and you're resonating with what I'm saying, there's probably something that you've been failing to push the button on to move forward in your life. So I'm using myself as an example to you, hopefully to inspire you to go ahead and push that button. Do your due diligence. Do your homework. Set everything up as best you can. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more as I further answer this question. But the point I want to make is, is that once you've gotten all the things in place to do, you just have to push the button. And whatever happens, whether it is a, you know, a huge success or a huge bomb, whatever it is, it's all a learning experience. And each thing is going to come with its own set of challenges whether it's quote unquote a success or whether it's a failure and or they're going to come with its own you know it's going to come with its own set of issues so you're not getting off anything here you're just having to learn how to deal with reality the new reality that you've created in a new way it's another quote that i really love about fear fear stifles our thinking and actions it creates indecisiveness that results in stagnation I have known talented people who procrastinate indefinitely rather than risk failure. Lost opportunities cause erosion of confidence and the downward spiral begins. This quotes by Charles Stanley. I want to give you an action tip here because I believe with, again, with every lesson I want to give, I want to give you an action tip because I believe in taking action on things. I want you to stop for just a minute and when you're thinking about that thing that you've been resisting doing, that thing that you're letting fear take control of you and you're not moving on, I want to invite you to try something. If you can, frame the thing that you fear by, first of all, removing the word fear and change it to a new word. And the new word is curiosity. Think about that for a moment. If you're thinking about, let's say, I'll use me as an example, you're thinking about starting a podcast. And every time you think about it, or something around it, you, you know, the reality of what that might actually mean in your life, you start letting the fear of all the things that you attach to what that means start to take control of you. What I want to invite you to do is to change that word from fear is I'm, a, I'm, I'm fearful of starting a podcast or I'm fearful, fearful, fearful of writing a book or I'm fearful of moving to San Francisco or New York or whatever the case may be. Rem change the word from feel, fearful to I am curious. Look, notice how those two words feel. Feel. Fear or curiosity. When you're curious, you remain open. When you remain open, you're not closed down and you can start to do the research. You can start to do the legwork. You can start to do the homework to find out what things you need to put in place to move forward in the direction that you want to go. If you allow the word fear to run the show, it's game over. 
You're not going to do the research. You're not going to ask the right questions or any questions. You're not going to do anything because the fear is taking control. So the minute that you start to say, I want to do that, I want to ask this person to, say, interview with me, but I'm afraid. I'm fearful they're going to say no. Try reframing that and say, I want to interview with this person. I'm not sure if they're going to say yes, but I'm curious. If I ask them, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But what you want to do is start to practice a bit of detachment from the outcome that you think you're supposed to have. If there's a goal that you're going for and you're putting all of these these things around what is what you think is supposed to happen, you, that's attaching. You're attaching to a, an outcome. It's nothing wrong with visualizing an outcome that you want, but visualize what you want from a place of detachment, detaching to it happening, to it unfolding exactly how you think it's supposed to happen. I have said in my life the most profound things. I've said this for years, way before I thought about doing a podcast. I said to many people that know me well, I said the most profound things I ever have experienced in my life were things that I did not go out trying to manipulate to happen. I might have had an idea about a direction that I wanted to go in, but I did, but I had to detach from it happening or unfolding or laying out in an exact outcome in my mind. I could go use photographs, watch videos, pick up magazines, books, ask people all kinds of questions to get that as much information as I could about what I was about to experience, but none of that was going to prepare me for the actual experience that I would have once I actually started doing the thing that I wanted to do. So what I want to do is I want to give you now a few tips, actually three tips, a few tips, maybe three, I might give you four, I'm not sure yet. (laughs) We're we're ad-libbing this today, but I want to give you some tips for how I handle fear. The first thing is I want you to focus on getting really clear, and as much as you can, get really clear about what you want to accomplish. Pick something simple. So let's say, for an example, you say, I want to write a book. Say that's something that's that's been on your mind to do for the longest time. You can't get yourself to really get into action doing it because of whatever fear stuff is coming up. So reframe that word from fear to curiosity. And say, I'm curious of what it's going to be like to actually have my book written. Just say that and then just go, imagine how easy that feels. It takes all that heaviness off of the process. The emphasis I want to say here is feeling it. You want to feel what it's going to be like to have that book in your hand what it's going to look like. doesn't matter if the end result is what you visualized. It's just you want to get a feeling about it. Curiosity allows you to move into feeling something. Fear blocks feelings. Or the feelings are strong and, and the fear keeps any curiosity feelings that could come up at bay, which then affects your actions. 
Now, if you're having a really hard time getting yourself to feel anything around it, check in with yourself and ask yourself, do I really want this thing? Because a lot of times, if the fear is that strong and you can't detach from it enough at all to be able to start to become even curious about it, could be a sign. See, all fear isn't bad. Fear is a way that, that guidance speaks to us to tell us what to be looking out for. So what I would say to you is, if you really are having a hard time, if it's not really, I think, in alignment for you to have, and the fear just becomes debilitating, ask yourself, do I really want this thing? Is this something that I really, really, in my heart of heart, know that I want to experience in my life? And don't be afraid if the answer is no. If the answer is no, it's no. It may not be that it's no, period. It may be no, not right now. Maybe there's something else in your life that you need to focus on first before you move into this other thing. So check in with yourself and ask yourself. If you really can't get yourself to move from any type of debilitating fear to just open curiosity to the point that you can begin to take some action, moving forward, asking questions, exploring, investigating, checking out websites, books, whatever you need to do. So first, so, so first do that. Get clear about what you want, what you want to accomplish, and feel it. Allow yourself to feel it in almost on a body level. Like, how does it feel to you to experience this? Okay? Now, once you've made the decision... And you feel it. You fear. You know this is what you want to do. You become curious. You can think immediately. And I will say this to you too. If you can move to that place of feeling it, typically the next one to two to three actions you need to take will come to you immediately. Someone's name will immediately pop into your mind that you should reach out to. An email, a phone call. You'll find them on Facebook or something like that. You'll find a class coming up or you'll see you'll you'll see it on on a bumper on the back of someone's car. It happens just that fast once you are in alignment with what you want to do. You'll start to see where you can start taking action. Not focusing on or not becoming obsessive about a particular outcome, just being curious about the possibilities. We're going to move into the next part two of this, which is expecting obstacles. Now, many people will decide that they're not going to do something because they don't want to experience any obstacles. That's the fear that's going to come up. Somebody's going to come up that's going to stop me and block me from doing this. Whenever we're going for something big in our life, there are going to be obstacles. Instead of allowing fear to stop you from doing something because you don't want to experience the obstacle, anticipate the obstacles. What things could possibly come up that could potentially slow me down or derail me or take me to a different course? Maybe the course I really need to be on with this project. Again, this is where research, asking questions, doing your homework as you're preparing to move into action becomes really important here because once you start doing that that homework you can start to see what potential obstacles could come up and then you start preparing for them the best plan of action for overcoming an obstacle or roadblock is one to expect it be looking for the ones that you can find that could happen 
perhaps play out the worst case scenario in your mind and know and have an action plan of how you're going to handle it. Once you've done that, it, it more often than not, the thing that you're afraid is going to come up that's going to stop you, more often than not, will not even happen. But if it does, guess what? You're prepared. Because you knew what to expect. And you prepared a plan to handle those things when they came up. And finally, with staying with this point number two, is whatever comes up, you can handle it. This is the thing that stops most of us from doing anything, is that it's not the problem that comes up, it's the feeling that we can't handle what comes up. But when you're called to perform, basically the thing that you want to do is strong enough for you that the obstacle is just something that, you know what, it's here, you got to deal with it, it's going to be okay, you're going to get past it. It usually loses its power and its control over you, and you can move faster a lot quicker. And again, that's actually moving into tip number three, which this is really the secret here. The secret weapon is that most of the time, the stuff that you're really, really fearing really doesn't happen. This is also plays into what I was saying earlier about detaching. Let's say for an example, let's go back with the book, that you decided you're going to do a book and you, you found this designer that you really like to do the book cover and you had this picture in your mind of how the book was going to look and all of that. And you were very certain, you knew to your bones this is what it was going to look like. And then when you started doing the tests to see about the actual final product, that design that you had your quote-unquote heart set on really wasn't resonating with people. You have to practice a sense of detachment to know that what is going to come, the book cover that's right for your project, is going to be the right one for the project. And the results it'll give you will be in alignment with what you really want to accomplish. If you start attaching to, no, every single aspect of it has to be this way. When you start putting those kinds of restrictions on your dream, you actually start strangling it. You've got to be willing to let the project, the dream, grow into what it wants to be. Your goal is really to shepherd the dream, not to control the dream. Be willing to believe that the dream that you have is bigger than you even imagined it to be. And something even bigger than you're even possibly thinking is trying to reveal itself to you. But you've got to remain open to it. You've got to remain open to it. And then finally, I want to talk about the concept of the exit strategy. Now, some people might say don't have an exit strategy or what they call a plan B. I call a plan B. I don't think there's anything wrong with a plan B. What a plan B might mean that if this dream I have I have doesn't work, I'm going to go to plan B. I want you to, if you're at that point, you've been working at something for a while and it's not coming together the way you'd like it to. And you're feeling at that point right now where it might be time to reconsider this. This might not be exactly the right thing for you right now. First of all, play out all, the, play out all the different scenarios. Are you still clear that this is something that you really want to experience in your life? Are you still, you have to have on a gut level, you have to know this is right for you. Even if the results in physical form may not be showing you what I call green lights. 
typically what's going on is you're off course. Many times only by 5 or 10%. You haven't found that last 5 or 10% that you need to get in order for you to be able to get on the right course to go where you really want to go. So before you decide to scrap it, or the dream, I'll just say the dream, ask yourself, on a, on a, on a deep soul level, do I really want this? Do I still want this? Do I believe in this? That's the first thing. If the answer is yes, then I say take it a step further and go deeper and say, what is this experience that I'm, that I'm going through right now really trying to show me? really trying to teach me and if that and listen for the answer that comes through because again it may come to you in the form of someone saying something to you that you kind of know in the back of your mind was true but you weren't paying attention to it start to pay attention to it if you see the same thing come up two or three times this is probably a direction you need to start looking at i.e. fast forward this actual podcast I had been told for a while that I should be doing something on radio. I should be doing something with my voice. I personally thought it was going to be speaking on stage. The podcast thing didn't really, for some reason, didn't quite appeal to me. Although I saw some possibilities in it, but it didn't quite grab me. It wasn't until I started to look at what's my bigger vision. My bigger vision is to get my message out into the world. It can be that. Now, the deliverable of that message can be in person, on stage. It can be in books, which I've written. But all, it also could be through this really cool medium, which is you listening to my voice, either through your MP3 device or your phone or on your computer or what have you. The message is still getting out. I just had to release my attachment to the form that I thought it was going to take. And when the other things I tried were becoming almost like, like I'd try something, I'd get a roadblock. And I'd try something else, I'd get a roadblock. You know, I'd kind of get a little bit of success, but nothing was really quite kicking in. And then I started exploring what this medium could offer me. And when I did, and I, and again, going back to step number one at the top of the call, I talked about becoming curious. I stopped discounting what was going to be required to put these shows together and start thinking about, is it going to help me with my bigger vision, with my bigger goal? The bigger goal for me is getting the message out. Once I got focused on that and allowed that to be the prevailing prevailing goal, then I became curious about how to do it. And yes, I had fear the whole process through, but the fear became something that I couldn't put a lot of energy into because my dream, my vision was bigger than the fear. And again, and I released a lot of that fear by just remaining curious and detaching from an outcome. So I would say to you, if you're listening to this podcast today, is if you're feeling that you are holding back in some way, if you fear, if you feel that fear is driving you or you're not having the ability to take action, First of all, get clear about what you want. Two, expect obstacles and plan for them. If the fear is coming up for you and it's feeling really strong, shift the fear from fear to curiosity. Then start doing your plan, start doing your work, start taking action based on curiosity. Practice detachment 
Don't attach to a particular outcome or particular goal. And three, have your exit strategy. How are you going to shift this? You might need to exit from not the dream, not the goal, but you might need to exit from the way you're trying to accomplish it. That's your plan B. But you have to check in with yourself to find out what you're feeling. If you practice those three things, fear will start to loosen its grip and allow you to start experiencing the life that you want to live and getting paid for your creativity. So I want to thank you for joining me for this day's episode on Q&A Hump Day Wednesday. I want to first ask you, first of all, I want to thank you. This is the third episode. I'm really happy with the way this is going. I'm hoping that you're enjoying this too. And you're getting a lot of great tips and information out of what I'm sharing. Again, I've got so much great content coming up for you. I can't wait for the future episodes that are in the works right now and sharing with this to you again with you five days a week. What would really help me if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, I, again, thank you and I honor you and I would love to ask you for a couple of favors. The first one would be I would love it if you would subscribe. So if you're listening to this via iTunes or Stitcher or however you're listening to it, subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss any of the future episodes that are coming up. That would be wonderful. If you would like to leave a review That would be even better. I would love that. And I will even go a step further with you because I'm going to give you some information here in a moment about how to reach out to me Um, because I might have a little something I'd like to give you. So what I would like you to do is, like I said, if you like what you're hearing, you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, please subscribe. Please leave a review for me. I also would love to ask you if you would share this with your community, share this with the people that you think would benefit from this information and the things I'm sharing with you on the shows. So to do that, I've made it really, really super simple for you. If you go, if you type into your web browser, get paid for your creativity.com forward slash share it. S-H-A-R-E-I-T, all one word. Get paid for your creativity.com forward slash share it. That will take you to a pre-written tweet I've already written for you. All you have to do is just hit send, and that will let people know about the show and invite them to subscribe too. For today's episode, again, you can go back and listen to the download the replay. I'll have some additional notes and things there for you on that page, some show notes and some additional things I want to share with you on that page. You can find that on getpaidforyourcreativity.com forward slash the number three for the third episode. And finally, if you would like to send in questions, again, I love questions. So if you have a question you'd like me to address on a future episode, I invite you, I have a couple of ways for you to do that. You can send me an email with your question to askrodney, A-S-K, Rodney, R-O-D-N-E-Y, at getpaidforyourcreativity.com. You can also send me a voicemail. I have two ways to do that. You can send a voicemail to me at 858-413-7526. Or you can send me a voicemail online via SpeakPipe. Uh, and at speakpipe.com at rodneywashington.com. And don't worry about having to write all this down. I have all this information in the show notes. Again, just go to getpayforyourcreativity.com forward slash the number three for Q&A Wednesday. Again, it's been my honor to be with you today. I hope you got a lot of this out of today's teaching lesson. More shows are coming up. I'm really excited to be with you on this new platform. I'm glad I didn't let my fear control me and I moved forward 
queer and all, and we're gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna do this again. So again, this is Rodney Washington signing off. And remember to express with passion and live on purpose every single day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Get Paid for Your Creativity podcast broadcast five days a week, Monday through Friday. Please visit our website at getpaidforyourcreativity.com for more information about the content shared on today's broadcast, including additional resources and show notes. And finally, express yourself with passion and live on purpose every single day. This is Rodney Washington, your host, signing off. Thank you.